Blog Talk Radio. To our listeners, welcome to President, Patriot, or Puppet. On this radio program, we discuss current political issues with interaction and intensity not heard on any other shows, including the visual media. Our listeners learn and participate because the issues discussed could affect them directly. If you have a comment for any one of us on the show, call the number 1-347-826-7400. Now, moving right along, this is the real 2014 American Revolution that every American should be involved in today because we owe it to our families to save America from the destruction that is taking place today from within Putin's push into the Ukraine with the objective of reuniting the old Soviet Union is all over the mainstream media and the Muslim in chief that we have for a president has made himself the laughing stock of the world. He has removed trust from our allies and made America the target, an easier target for all of our enemies because they no longer fear us. There's never a red line they can't cross. The safest mode of getting oil and gas to Americans is not to purchase it from our uh, make-believe friends who are enemies, but to produce it right here in America. Jobs and the economic growth would expand overnight. It was positively un-American to stop the Keystone Pipeline, that payer money, the weakness Obama has uh, placed on the U.S. and, and lowered us to is showing the world our weakness, to name only a few, Putin and the Ukraine, unilaterally reducing our nuclear arsenal, abandoning the missile shield around Poland, Obama pushing the uh, to raise the minimum wage, uh, which will make the U.S. less competitive on the world market. If we are going to take our government back and return it to the government of the people, by the people and for the people, then we must elect officials who understand that they work for the people and not for the lobbyists who represent mega-business. Mega-business wants regulations in place so that anyone trying to compete with them can be squashed. Remember, the only way that a monopoly can exist is if you have the government on your side perfect competition where there is a large number of buyers and sellers is not acceptable by the monopoly of big business. Barriers to entry are very high as it is difficult to enter the industry because it's rented regulatory agencies that make it very difficult for competition to exist, much less enter the market. Without the competition, each big business can therefore significantly influence the market by setting price and production quantity. To do so, they must have regulatory agencies. Albert Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results and different outcomes. We have been reforming regulatory agencies over and over again, and over and over again they have failed. Yet, as a result of the recent catastrophic failures of the regulatory agencies, politicians and pundits are taking and, and talking about the same old regulatory reform again. File, uh, you know, fill the regulatory agencies with uh, honest people who won't cave to special interests. Give them more money, more authority, and more people. However, by concentrating all legislative, executive, and judiciary authority in one regulatory agency just makes it easier for it to be corrupted by the industries it regulates. We have to fire the lifer politicians, both sides in 2014, and fight for term limits starting in 2016. Speaking to an 18-year-old has possibilities of teaching America after all, they will be 21 by 2016. There are 
no low informed in America. There are only the standard, equally educated people deliberately dumbed down in American schools, with few exceptions, and especially since the ruling powers that be understand that a lower informed public is easier to control. We must speak to the 18-year-olds in order to communicate with America. Many do not see the tilted irony in the show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And to that end, we must explain what is taking place in America to an 18-year-old. That, of course, would be secretly speaking to all of the folks as well. We attract the 18-year-olds first by getting their attention. He or she's asked to defend our country all the way up to even dying for it. But they still are not considered adults when they get back home because they are not 21 years old. When we state that we want to change that disrespect to honor and respect for them as adults and if in fact, make them responsible adults, including having voting rights and anything else adults are able to do. Then and only then can we have a complete attention span from the 18-year-old. Ask them to consider that if someone stole their car, which they must have to survive and protect their family, and the person that stole the car got away with it for 10 to 15 years before they were caught, Ask the 18-year-old, would they consider simply letting that person go without prosecution because they didn't commit any further crimes? When they answer no, of course, they, the criminal act should be punished. Then we could ask them to consider illegal aliens coming to America illegally and taking American jobs is this the same category. Then we could uh, go on to another subject such as asking them if they had to go to the emergency room or to their doctor for anything. Would they mind if their bill for the treatment which they must pay, say the amount was $1,000, would they mind giving five times that amount, in this case $5,000, for a tip each time? that they had to go to the doctor to the emergency room? I'm certain their answer would be no. And to that answer, we could explain. That is what finally we could ask the 18-year-old that when they finish their task of building and that passionate dream in life, which took every ounce of effort to make them successful, and what would they say? If everyone who chose not to pursue anything at all due to the fact that they were promised by the elected leader that they were entitled to their fair share of what you, any hard worker, were working for, and that when you, the hard worker, were successful, that the elected leaders would take your success and redistribute it between those who chose to do nothing due to the elected leader's promise to them being entitled to someone else's hard work and simply waited for the hard worker's success. Of course, the 18-year-old would say, no, I don't want that. Then and only then can we teach them that Obama's redistribution of wealth means exactly that. Now I know that you can relate to the fact that I'm referring to our Constitution and Bill of Rights in my 18-year-old discussion, when we American people allow our elected officials to discard our Constitution and Bill of Rights, have no rights, period. Oh, and my period really means period, not the Obama lie. Oh, there is so much more to ask, and who knows who would be learning from the questions and answers, even if they were 18 or more. Now, anybody who thinks he can be happy and prosperous by letting the government take care of him better take a closer look at the American Indian and 
please don't forget Detroit. As long as the elected crooks keep providing entitlements to the population of America, a good example of Chicago, nothing is going to change except the state or federal government, whichever is doing it, will go broke. Here is more for the 18-year-olds. Most of the ones who voted for Obama who have, uh, would have voted for Jack the Ripper if he had been black. The absolute ep- of racism in America is o- the Obama election and his radical czars. We live in the land of the free only because of the brave. Stand up with us on this radio program now and vote with courage come 2014 and 2016. Vote for the real patriot. Now is the time that we go down in history where people saved our nation from the would-be dictators. Of course, I'm speaking of the crooked politics and career crooked politicians. We are going to learn not to vote for the guy who has the most money for his or her uh, puppeteers to spread propaganda, which his advisors say we the people want to hear just to get the crooked politicians elected. America is calling for defenders. If not we three on this radio program, now then who? If not now, then when? Pundits, leftists, naysayers, one and all, are taking their best shot at discrediting Tea Party patriots as the movement continues to gain strength. Tea Party grassroots movements of individual patriots are out in the open, no secrets as to the mission of beginning constitutional restoration, just growing, energizing, inspirational citizens seeking lawful government and God's hand back in America. Possible to deny the lawlessness and anti-constitutional behavior of federal officials and their minions in Washington, D.C. over the last five years. It's no longer implied, shielded, or even in the shadows. It's directly in front of us from Barack Obama and his finger-waving and Harry Reid's categorization of, of patriots in Nevada as domestic terrorists. He says they are armed thugs threatening families in Nevada. The government is an international embarrassment with national debt explosion and pain for untold numbers of generations who will have to suffer the pain that this has caused them. It's interesting that the Obama administration views the Benghazi attacks leaving four Americans dead as a spontaneous protest. It's also quite scandalous that Obama viewed uh, Nidel Hassan's Four Hood murders leaving 13 dead and 29 wounded Americans while screaming Allah Akbar as a workplace violence. And how about the Bundy Ranch protest with where zero deaths, zero were injured, zero shots fired, yet Reed called it domestic terrorist action. There must be a stronger word than despicable for the Obama and Reed administration. Can it be rightly said that fast and furious murders, Benghazi murders, IRS scandals, attack on conservative media and conservative parties, Tea Party intimidation, NSA treachery, attorney general discrimination and legal defense of laws, attack on state sovereignty, and on and on, reflects a nation of leaders that support the the U.S. Constitution as the law of the land? No, of course not. In fact, it suggests a a, a purposeful action to ignore and destroy the U.S. Constitution as Congress cowers and does nothing. None of these scandals have been adequately answered, nor violators held accountable. If the leadership is corrupt and lawless, is there still a valid government? Has there been a silent coup with the branches of government complicit to take over America by an international uh, cobble of bankers and corporations, bought and paid for politicians? America is demanding answers. 
The three of us on this program are demanding answers. The United States Declaration of Independence guarantees Americans that it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government as to provide new guards for their future security, which should, uh, which such abuses and, and usurpations uh, reach an intolerable level. We see our situation in America as being intolerable. Do you? We recognize that what is happening is not our government structure given uh, to us by uh, uh, our founding fathers that is at fault here. Rather, it is the insidious bureaucracy of uh, ideologues that are systematically degrading our world image and undermining the economic and social stability of our people. American lives have been lost all over the world fighting for other nations to gain or regain liberty, freedom, and human decency? Is it reasonable to believe we, the people of America, will not stand up for our own nation as lawless self-servers seek the destruction of America? Perhaps Nevada is the signal that America is waking up to the reality of corruption, greed, and the lawless virus that is spreading at exponential speed, destroying the nature of our nation, we will not be silent nor stand mute any longer. America, we must decide to stand up to the lawlessness, federal leadership, and stand together. The thought that our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren could be left with a socialist, communist, nanny nation of slaves ruled by the elitists should ignite the fighting spirit of every American. The elitist ruling over us is what we fought the American Revolution for. Do we really want to return to that environment? There can be no greater priority this side of heaven than defense of America and our U.S. Constitution. If death is required to confirm our determination to protect our nation and restore constitutional government, so be it. God help us find honorable men and women of leadership in responsible positions in government that will exercise courage, stand with us to call out lawless politicians publicly, Demand oaths be refreshed and obeyed or face expulsion. Read my book, President, Patriot, or Puppet for Billionaires, coming out mid-2015. It outlines all of my thinking and my action plan. By the way, just reverting back for a second to the 18-year-old for uh, purposes of the debt ceiling and and discussing the debt ceiling, You know, let's say you come home from work and find there has been a sewer backup in your neighborhood. Your home has sewage all the way up to the ceiling. What do you think you should do? Raise the ceiling or pump out the crap? Not hard to understand, right? Your choice is coming in November, folks. Now I have the privilege and honor to have with me on this great radio program Mr. Michael Talley and Dr. Mark Davis, both wonderful, strong Americans. And I will say, come in first here, dear Michael Talley. Good morning, David. Good morning, Mark. I've got to start with Reed. He's on the floor of the Senate complaining about the name Washington Redskins. I can't believe he's taken time on the Senate floor and these people are actually listening to him. IRS a scandal Benghazi, NSA, Putin, all these things are going on. He's worried about the name Redskins. You know, him and Obama are just extensions of uh, Teddy Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson, the original progressive thinkers that hate the Constitution. They did everything they could to move against the Constitution. They wanted the rule like they have in Europe. They wanted one person, the president, Congress, legislative branch and the judicial branch to report to uh, Obama at this point in time. 
he's an extension of their progressive, ridiculous ways. And they just wanted somebody that could speak and convince the people, like like Obama did apparently twice, uh, the 18-year-olds who are now are really leaning away from Obama. They're finding out that 18 and older are getting out of school. There's no jobs. They look at the minimum wage. They see that as a joke. They're actually starting to pay attention and listen, I think. And they watch Obama as he calls from Hawaii to congratulate a basketball player that came out of the closet. You know, he's on vacation, and he calls and comments on these ridiculous things. He's in Malaysia and has to comment on uh, Stern, the basketball guy, and he's got to comment on uh, the execution where the guy actually suffered. Well, I'm a firm believer anybody executed for raping a child, killing a child, they should suffer. They should suffer greatly. He's over there in, in Hawaii because they don't have the teleprompter written up for him yet, so he he stays on his golf until uh, you know they get something written for him. Yeah, he gets his notes from uh, Jarrett and yeah. Soros, and then he's got something to talk about. Yeah, this well, about this, this thing on, on the news about, hey, uh, even uh, Eric Holder was saying that uh, the laws are actually uh, in enforceable or are enacted or broken uh, at the at the choice of the president because he is the person who can make or break laws and that that was making me sick you know it was I can't I can't stand any more of that conversation but it well, is in fact being told in front of of the Senate and and he it's like threatens someone in the in the Senate uh, you don't want to go there when when they talk about his injustices. You know, it's just incredible. We we have to get away from cowards. Let's well, bring the Dr. Mark in of, of the executive branch is to carry out the law, exactly. not make it. Legislation mm-hmm. makes it. The judicial evaluates. The executive carries it out. Sure. He does. He like Obamacare. Look how he has made yeah. some 738 changes to it. He can't exactly. do that. Yeah. Mark, come in here. Yeah, well, in in my opinion, Obama is usurped the judicial branch and the legislative branch by manipulating through executive order, edict, and otherwise uh, demagoguery uh, those two branches of government, which are supposed to check his every move, which they're, which they're not doing right now. Uh, Boner needs to go, Boner, Boner, and he needs to leave because he's not doing his job He's siding with Obama on immigration. He's forcing it down the throats of representatives that do not want it. So that's that's just one point. There's many updates on Obamacare. It's not working. We found that a minimum of 10 to 20 percent of people have not paid their premiums uh, so far, and that means we're going to pay their premiums for them. And many of those, the 80 percent, are being subsidized and they're not releasing those numbers. We found that at least 50 percent of kids coming out of college right now are not finding any jobs in their field or finding jobs at all. In fact, high school is even worse for those kids. So they're going to wake up to the fact, as long as Obama keeps feeding their bellies with entitlements, they're not going to complain. As long as there's food in your stomach, that's an old old proverb, but it's the same thing. You'll vote Democrat or liberal progressive as long as you have food in there. As for the Ukraine itself, the eastern portion of Ukraine has already been taken over. Putin is... Putin, I give it a couple of weeks, he'll be ruling the entire country. He's undermining their their uh, you know, nationality, things like that. We can't get to the space station. Putin's threatening us that when astronauts will be stranded up there if there's any up there left. So he's controlling space. He's controlling the ground. China's going to overtake us in economics this year. I read in several uh, articles. So we're in a real mess. The Keystone Pipeline has been tied up. And not because Obama wants to read all the messages that have been sent into him, all the complaints, all the things. There's two million of them. Mostly, probably he wrote his people who written them. So, the, if you look at the milieu of the country, it's it's just dissembling itself. There could be millions of more jobs. Now, job claims this week went up to 344,000 first-time claims, uh, and there's probably trend up in the next few weeks as we notice. So we have a real problem here, and you you laid it out very well in the initial introduction. What's going on in the world, and what's going on in this country, and we're in trouble. 
one of the things that I left out of the intro because I'm I'm really sick to death, and and when I bring this to your attention, I'm down here in Florida, and what is taking place in Florida is going to make you sick. Now, Florida Democrats have declared war on women, but fortunately, their attack on the freedoms were turned back by the Republicans who represented America and voted against them. Now, anyone who isn't certain that Democrats are devoted to destroying America need only take a look at their despicable conduct here in Florida, in the Florida Senate. In a vote that never should have been taken anyway, every single Democrat voted to force Sharia law on the people of Florida. By doing so, they placed women and children in very real danger. The vote, 24 votes for the for America and 14 votes for Al-Qaeda and the Taliban cast by the loathsome Democrats. Now, if you find that repulsive, please speak up. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, trying to force Sharia law. Florida is just going right down the tubes. I don't know what their major problem is, whether it's all political, but it's just it's a terrible place. I can't believe it's the laws they're trying to pass. Yeah. And they say the Republicans have a war on women. Now, these are the things the Republicans need to bring out. They need exactly. to make points of these. Yeah. You can't cannot... stuff handed to them, but they can't just assume they're going to win. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Doctor. Exactly. Now, here it is. Where where is it that we stand in America not realizing that uh, slavery was was part of the Democrat Party? All of the things that that they are actually going to the Democrat Party for and against the Republican Party, they're pushing that ideologue over to the right instead of to the left. The most aggressive progressivism, socialism, communism, Marxism is coming from the left. For the past 100 years, they've dumbed the schools down to know. They know that dumbing down the schools makes an easier, controllable population. We are stupid if we cannot reason and see logic as it surfaces. It's really surfacing. Just like Mark just got through saying, we're in deep shit, and there's nothing that it, it seems that our elected officials, either side, are doing. I mean, John Boehner, for God's sakes. We have so many rhinos that we need to say, there's the door. And it, who in, in their right mind is going to say that somebody like Bush is going to get up there who says, they didn't really break the law. It's it was a love thing. That's the kind of, of crap we got to look at here on the right. We have got to get people with courage and get patriots back in office. Can't have Jeb Bush running. People don't realize what your real law really is. It's a moral ethical code. It affects every segment of society. Women will be wearing hijabs. They'll have to go uh, to certain schools. These certain bathrooms, you have to pray towards Mecca five times a day. It affects everything. It's unconstitutional in its content. It refabricates the country, and it would refabricate the very constitution that you live under, uh, David, in in, uh, Florida. Sharia law is a bad thing for this country, and it's a step back to the Stone Age. It's not good for anybody else. Women, especially, and children, will be uh, submersed, and and you, they can't drive. They can't do, go in certain places. They have to be out with and a certain number of men out in the street. They can't hold hands with a guy. I, it, it's crazy. It goes against the First Amendment, religion, gatherings, press, all kinds of stuff, and, and it's pretty horrible Sharia law. And I don't know what what in the minds of people in Florida. They probably don't understand what they're voting for, as they didn't understand when they were voting for Obamacare. The comparison is pretty uh, similar and striking. 
Do you remember Obama standing up and in front of a national audience and saying we are no longer a Christian nation? I mean, there is no Sorry. doubt that he is a Muslim. Okay, there's. I'm not. Yeah. I have no question in my mind. I'm not uh, going to uh, give in to that. Uh, what they call political correctness. I am going to speak my mind, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what I believe this man to be. He has. Uh, was raised in Muslim uh, families. He actually spent millions of dollars of somebody's money going all over Africa and in Europe, uh, visiting his family members of the uh, Muslim faith. And some of his biggest mentors were some of the of the biggest terrorists uh, in in the country. Were, were his mentors, and, and of course, Muslims themselves. So how in, in God's name can we sit back as Americans and allow this to happen? Just like I mentioned in my opening remark, we escaped from the elitists turning us into slaves, and we had an American revolution. We are going, this, this voting session coming up 2014 ought to be the tipping point if you will and real Americans real Americans are as disturbed as the three of us are on this radio program and I thank God every day for uh, allowing me to have at least a small platform to get the truth out and to sensibly talk about it to where people can understand it I mean, I, I can't imagine someone not being able to visualize the sewage coming up in their house should they make the decision to raise the ceiling or pump the crap out. You know, those are really those economic disasters that we're facing today. We have to keep raising the ceiling. We've got to uh, take and, and give uh, billions of dollars to the Muslim Brotherhood. We've got to do all of the things that entice enemies to attack us that really is an absolute absurdity we are really not that stupid i cannot i just cannot agree that that every person in america is not a strong american we have got strong americans here and we're going to we're going to have to stand together guys the news media is such a big part of their problem. You got uh, our little boy president over in Malaysia visiting and, and touring the National Mosque, and the Iman, Iman, whatever they say, he's selling Obama and oppression of Muslims throughout the world. And Obama says, "Well, pray for me." Don't don't people see this? I mean, that is is asinine. Yeah, I got care over here, and they moan and complain every little time something happens. Yet they're not responsible, and they will take responsibility for all the things the Muslims are responsible for. They do nothing. You know, the Muslim religion, Islamic religion, is a cult. A cult. It is. You don't have a religion. And it controls the White House. Look at how many stars he's got. I think Oprah summed it up very well in, in November in an interview with BBC, and she made several remarks. She said, one, that uh, Obama has been disrespected because he's black, which is bull. And the other thing she said is that all racists, meaning whites, uh, in the elderly population, when they die off, racism will die with it, which is a bunch of crap, too, because she's, she's the queen of racism. So... I think that's how they see it. He sees himself as a black, as a Muslim, as you just you guys just said. And, and and this is what the world is right now. The world is 13% of the American population is is American black. I don't know where they come up with this Afro-American nonsense, but that that's what they are. There are Afro-Americans that are white too, by the way. If you look like Shirley Sarazone, she's from white from South Africa. So uh, it's a misnomer, but they see this as a skin color, not as merit, and that's how he got a Nobel Prize because he's the first black president, and that that's it, black. You know, I can't imagine anybody having to have an adjective before their name. I yeah. truly would like them to 
escape America, please. You know, get the hell out of here. We yeah. are going to have Americans here. And yeah. I do not want to press one for English anymore, and I don't agree with somebody coming in and saying that your religion now has got to be squandered. We have to give respect to this one that we're coming in with. That's not going to happen. We're a Christian nation. That's the end of the story. We are not going to allow this transformation of America. That was what his intent was. We are going to transform America, if you remember all of those speeches. He was trained to deliver the message to a blind person so that, the, that there would be no question and answers to where, well, excuse me, exactly what transformation are you considering? You know, no one gave a crap about that. No one gave a crap about the fact that he's, he was not a, an American citizen that was uh, uh, legally entitled to be president of the United States. A natural-born citizen has to have a natural-born citizen as a mother and father, not a person from Africa who was living in uh, Hawaii and a mother who was basically a street walker who slept with uh, whatever and conceived, okay? Now, that's basically my understanding of, of his past. They went, just ask yourself, he's never held a job. He's a political activist and never held a job, but he has gone to the most expensive universities. He's traveled all over the world. He has not done anything that you can point a finger at. It would be uh, no different. I mean, here we, we talk openly about uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. I mean, what has she actually accomplished? Nothing. Zero. And she's had the opportunity, had her hand on the switch, so, so to speak, and nothing has been done except for dead Americans. Of course, we can bring and highlight that, but, you know, there is not going to be a time where we should turn our cheek and say, well, he was the first black, so we don't want to uh, uh, disrupt that. It doesn't matter if his uh, father was a Muslim from another country. It, I can't even fathom if with all of the the work that's been done on on uh, looking at his birth certificate and proving that it's a forgery, but nothing, nothing. We we talk about nothing being done on that. That translates to nothing being done about anything that he's uh, doing openly. He can lie openly. He, he's not afraid anymore. Uh, he just comes back the next day and says, well, no, that's not true. Uh, or those are phony scandals or whatever. Just opens his mouth and expecting people to believe this. It's really uh, an abomination, if you will, and it's incredible that he's getting away with it. There was a woman that they attempted to rape here uh, in Baltimore, 98-year-old, someone broke in, and the reporter uh, wrote, that the, the uh, person was white with tan skin. They don't, they're not black anymore. They're white with tan skin. This is the mentality that we're seeing here, <laughs> white with tan skin, and we're seeing some atrocious crimes, other than the multiple crimes that usually are committed by whites, not blacks. We're seeing hundreds of these every month of gruesome crimes, and the one we were talking about off the air, uh, David and I, about the execution that was botched. This is a black guy. Um, who who raped a woman, shot her in the head, beat her up, threw her in, in a grave, and she was still alive. And I believe she was shot again. I think the friend got away, someone got away. And then they, I'm worried about 45 minutes it took to kill him. I wish they would have hung him, shot him, disemboweled him, uh, drawn and quartered as they did in the 14th century. That would have been a more appropriate crime. Uh, uh, Apple, you know, to take his life, right. not the way they took it. That was very benign in my mind. So this is what's happening around, guys, and then they're, re they're redefining what black people are. And, and here in Maryland, we had to go to the state office buildings last week, 
and 90% of those people were Afro-American or black Americans or whatever you want to call them, and they're getting all the jobs here. They're being pushed ahead. They're getting lots of money to educate their young, yet the dropout rates in Baltimore are one of the highest in the nation. It's almost $20,000 per student. We're throwing money down, down the hole, and they're taking it all from extorting it from mainly the white people that work in this state. And I'm sorry to, to talk in these terms. You know, it's a racial divide here. And in, in blue I'm not states, sure you're is, talking those terms. Yes, I'm not but in blue states, it's a racial divide. In the last mm-hmm. week, the Supreme Court came down and talked about affirmative, affirmative action in schools. I think it came down against it. I think it was a Michigan case. So uh, uh, we're, I think the tide's going to turn a little bit. They are uh, uh, calling Afro-Americans the, the superior minds. Is on the commercials on the TV, they're trying to re-educate us. Afro-Americans are professors and lawyers and, and heads of state. and so It's all a bunch of bunk. And if you watch TV long enough, you see, what is this? Four white people don't know how to pick an aspirin off a, a shelf, but the black person coming along, she knows how to read the instructions on the back, and they don't. Well, what What's going on? Or, or there was a commercial with a black and a white, and, and the white guy, oh, I don't know what to do on my lawnmower, but the black guy knew how to fix it right away. This is the kind of reconstruct that they're doing to our, our thinking coming out of Hollywood and in the streets of Madison Avenue, where advertising exists. Exactly. You know, people that live in the real world know things do not happen that yes, way. Yes, very much so. And we've we commercials and stories for a while where the fathers could do nothing. The little teenage kid had to come along and solve the problem for yeah. him. This stuff does not work. It's just foolish and it's it's idiotic. Afro-American gynecologist obstetrician, like 1,200 people he was taking pictures of, and uh, he, he committed suicide here. You think the medical board would have done something? You think none of those people had ever suspected something and called the medical board because he was Afro-American? If it was a white guy, the first first person that he did it to would have been out the door a little lost his license. This is the construct that we're seeing here uh, in Maryland. And I resent it. I resent it a lot. I'm 62 years old. I have my marbles about me. And I see what the, the fabric of the country is changing. And when I've done it, a hundred radio shows in the last uh, three or four months, and tell people the progressives are all over me. How could you say that? What kind of person are you? Uh, it's not happening. People have their eyes closed. They have blinders on. They don't want to believe the reality that's out here. And here we are right now uh, on today, May 1st, May Day, the Workers' Day, if you will. And are we out there celebrating? People aren't working here. May Day should not be celebrated in America. Maybe somewhere else, Venezuela or South America somewhere, but not here. Because jobs that we could have, we're not getting. What do you guys think? Yeah. Oh, the Keystone Pipeline. There's a yeah, very shiny much. example right there. He won't yeah. make a decision. The, the boy is so cowardly. It's, it's yeah. unimaginable. Yeah. He's like a little kid that can't do anything unless he's told to yeah. do it. And we're referring to him being black. He wasn't black until he won the presidency. He was white and black. But now he's black. I mean, the whole thing is a progressive nightmare. His biracial facade is ridiculous. Look at him. Does he have any component of white physiology in him at all? I bet if they did a genetic study, a real genetic study, they'd find his parents were both black. And that white, white woman in Hawaii is not his mother, but surrogate mother. Yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good initiative. There is not a quality of anything to look back on. I mean, everything has been covered up. The person who did the the best job of covering his past up, he placed up there and got her uh, to be uh, one of the Supreme Court justices, Miss Elena Kagan. Now, I can't imagine uh, us going ahead in life and not being able to examine this his agenda is his puppeteer's agenda you cannot tell me i mean we just we I, I want to discuss this over and over he's never held a job he's never had money but he has millions of dollars to spend now doesn't that raise a red flag of saying somebody is pulling the strings here how about a george soros who is proven to be part of his past and, I mean, George Soros made his first trillion on causing the British pound to collapse. Yeah. Think of it. We have a person who is being controlled, just like you said. He, he doesn't have enough gumption to do anything other than to read a teleprompter. 
yes, he's over there in Hawaii beating on a golf ball, and then somebody told him to call over and, and speak to uh, uh, someone who came out of the closet. And all of the other uh, issues that come up, he is simply that. He's being directed. He knows that his agenda is to crash the economy, to make uh, America become a third-world country. Look, we have to pay $67 million per person to one of our enemies, Putin, to bring our uh, people up to our satellite? You know, is it how much more hypocrisy can the American people put up with? I mean, this and that is price keeps ridiculous. going up. You know, we've we've benched our uh, yeah. our space program, which is just asinine in the in the first place. We're allowing Russia to control us everywhere, like you indicated, David. Mm-hmm. This boy is not going to be happy yet to press two to, for English. Then he'll be a little bit more satisfied. He's out to destroy us. Yeah, but his, his moves have been very barock, provocative. Look at Eastern Europe. He sent soldiers to Estonia to do uh, uh, whatever they're doing there. He sent 150 soldiers just to move around. But I th- I think with what we're doing, giving money to Ukraine, putting ships out there against uh, Russia, we have never fought a war against Russia, in my my knowledge. And I, and I think he's pushing for World War Three. This guy, this way, he could stay in office. He could suspend elections and oh. do what he wants. I think once I read it, he. He believes that if part of the population was destroyed in a war, uh, the rest would survive, so he'd still be president. And it's all about the power and the concentration of power and the control of people. If you look at everything he's done, it's about control, about takeover, about redistributing wealth, about getting rid of the Christian society that we have. And it was a good society, too, before he came into office. And lying, thieving, cheating, hiding things, non-transparency. This is the mark of Obama. This is what Obama is giving to America. And we're not pushing back too hard on it. Everybody's been weak. I don't know why we're so weak against this guy. If I was in the uh, the House, I would have drawn his backside into the uh, House of Representatives and put him on the carpet and impeached his bastard. He deserves it. And so is Eric Holder. He needs to be impeached as well. Well, they're afraid of being called racist. Who and cares? That, Who cares? Like you know? old, I couldn't care less. Somebody Political call me right. is destroying Who this cares? Country. Yeah, who cares, exactly. Do, can we talk about the case of Donald Stengel for a, yeah. for a moment? The uh, octogenarian, he's 81 years old, sure. uh, owner of the Clippers, whose voice was taken off a recording in a private conversation with his mistress, and it's well known that he has a mistress. He's estranged from his wife. He's worth $1.9 billion. He bought the Clippers in 1981, and... Somehow, through a third party, the information—the woman, the mistress, claiming that she didn't put the information out there, though she did tape it, and she did prompt him on the conversations to talk about racism. And this guy, he doesn't like blacks and uh, Hispanics, but that's his personal business. That's his, he never announced it to the world. He paid his Clippers people the money. They didn't mind taking paychecks from him in the multi-millions of dollars, but all, that, that negated his racist thinking. But now he's out there. They're trying to steal the team from him uh, through the back door. And all the race hustlers like uh, Oprah, uh, Al Sharpton, even Obama have come out uh, that they're doing the right thing by suspending uh, him totally, permanently from the team. $2.5 million uh, penalty against him. And this was a rush to judgment. This all happened in two days. What happened to due process? What do you guys think? Yeah. There's How no about due that? process yeah, in the no. United States if you, if you yeah. come out and say something racist. And as you indicated, it's in the privacy of his own home. Just because this Asian black woman yeah. decided to make it public and everybody, all the liberals, all the news media jumps on top of it. Yeah. Overstanding the wings trying to buy his team. Yeah. You know, it's his team. And he pays yeah. these players $100 million contracts. Yeah. And they're upset. Yeah, pay me $100 million. You won't piss me off. I guarantee you. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, racism is out there. Out of nowhere, this is a, a ploy. This is a ruse, a trick to get him to sell this team. He's 81. They think it's time he should go. And he did a couple of things in his past. He had some settled cases with some girls that he that he had knocked up in the 1990s and uh, something about a building that he didn't want to rent to blacks because it 
said they destroy the properties when they're on it. And then here, if you look around here, it's a true. You see the houses that these people own. They don't take care of them. They trash the places. School no, systems they don't build always them. go down where they are. And if that's racism, that's tough. Howard Stern said it right on the air years ago. He said, "Wherever they go, it's everything. The misery comes with them." and the vandalism and the thievery and, and all the crime. Absolutely. You call a spade a spade. I don't care yeah. what yeah. you want to do. We have one human race. If you want an adjective yeah. before American, yeah. get your ass out of here. Okay, this yeah, is but, America over here. Get the crap off. You know, cut the crap. Let's let's all yeah. stand up with the big pants on. And listen, if, if it's 78% of the violence in this country is coming from from 13% of the population, yeah. we're not going to sidestep it anymore. We're going to call a spade a spade. Yeah. That is exactly the way I believe. You cannot hide from something and get around and peek around the corner and let the Al Sharptons uh, uh, reprimand you every time you open your mouth. I mean, come yeah. on. Now, let's just discuss a little bit of Al Sharpton. He got caught in a drug deal and yeah. in order to keep from going to jail he you know squealed on the uh the mafia whatever and and so now he's enlightening people telling them that he was really the hero he did the right thing will you stop it i want to puke straight up i cannot stand the guy he is an absolute, if you want to call a racist, this is a, the racist guy, the, the Jesse Jacksons, the Al Sharptons, the Oprah Winfrey's of the world. That's the racist. And, and, and the Obama-isms, you know, we, we've got to call situations the way they are. If someone who wears a rag around their head is most likely going to be the person that's going to have a bomb on an airplane, by God, I want him picked out and off of the plane that I'm on. Yes. You know? Very much so. Very much so. And it's yeah. usually them. That's correct. Muslim yeah. this, Muslim that, race this, race that. We're tiptoeing around the issues, and we shouldn't be. We should go directly at them. And they still won't. With Baltimore with 212 deaths in a city with about 600,000 people last year, that's a horrific number. And for every death that was caused by gun violence, there were 10 shots not, not even accounted for. So they say in the statistics here. The, the cities are crumbling. Look at Chicago, Detroit, and, and anywhere in the city of Los Angeles. Uh, in your own state, David, you know, we're seeing stuff. So uh, we need to do something. We need to reinvigorate our minds so we'll move forward and, and stop these kind of things and, and push for family values and traditional values. When you undermine the values and the morals of people, things happen like this. When you have single-parent households, which are 70%, and I always refer to Baltimore as it's my adopted state, there's a reason for that. If two people are living not married, they get double entitlements. They get double everything. They're awash in money. Maryland is awash in these people in money and not taxing. We see people driving up in BMWs and Mercedes who are on medical assistance. They have no means of support. Government workers here are the best buyers here of, of these luxury cars and vehicles, and the rest of us have to suffer with heavy taxes, business regulations that are strangling us, and this extends beyond the borders of this state as well. The tolls here are absurd. To go north here... 20 miles, I have to pay $8 just to go north uh, if I want to go shopping in one of the malls. It, it's unbelievable. And I wow. think it has to stop. And, and people, I can't say this stuff on regular channels. They won't let me. They'll sanction me, not invite me back, call me all kinds of names because right. the left wing have taken over the majority of the media and, and you know it. And the thing with, with, with Sterling, I heard Hannity jump on him as well. And Hannity didn't consider that his rights were being suppressed. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and but you're exactly right. The and and I I write about it constantly. Political correctness is destroying this country. Yeah. we are a bunch of absurd people who are walking around, not wanting to uh, upset someone. You know, I I came from Texas, raised in Texas. Uh, I'm over here in Florida right now, and have been for the past uh, 25 years. But I guarantee you, when you are brought up to respect other people and you do your best to walk around trouble, but if it will not allow you to, 
you put them on Boot Hill, okay? You don't cow town and 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 uh, just give in to demands and etc. Just to be politically correct. That's so stupid. It's the stupidest thing in the world. It. What is it doing? It is enticing additional misbehavior. Look at the 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 radio program that uh, uh, I, I think I, I sent to, to both of you, which was uh, uh, a Texas uh, radio program that did an interview with a black lady who uh, had children. And she was talking about all of her entitlements, her EBT card and her phone and all of the things that she was getting. And, and, and the uh, radio uh, personality says, uh, well, are, are you teaching your children uh, that they shouldn't work? Well, that's going to be their decision, but it would be stupid for them to go to work, I mean, when they're paid not to work. You know, so the obvious thing here is just like you said, Mark, you've got to understand that when you're doing this, there is a a repercussion that we who are having to pay for it should stand up and say hey no more this is bullshit we're supposed to give you a leg up to help you get out of poverty but not to simply take over and let you relax and and the people who are work or, or choose to work are going to now pay for you now jfk one of my greatest uh, uh, people in, in, in my life had that same uh, accountability. He wanted to give people that leg up. I mean, he came from a very rich family, and so he felt a good and responsible by giving them a leg up program that was justified by their own progress. And if you didn't make progress, you were out of the leg up program. Well, that was hijacked by people like the Jesse Jacksons and Al Sharptons, and now it's turned in from a leg up assistance a little bit to get you out of poverty to a entitlement program. So it's it's incredible, but there that's how we need to start educating the public and let them realize that no one is entitled to what you have. Come on, stop it. The government doesn't make a damn dime. They get it from you, the taxpayer. So when they say redistribution of wealth, that means to take it from somewhere. Where are they going to take it from? You know, And just an endless ceiling being raised and borrowing money from China, like you said, Mark, who is about to take over because of uh, uh, our economy uh, crashing, is – ridiculous it's just absolutely ridiculous but racism racism when thrown at you is the inhibiting factor in a rational mind because they don't want to go beyond that they look at it as a barrier they don't want to explain that this is not the right way to live this is not the right way to work this is not the right way to act when you're called a racist when Sharpton does it when Jesse Jackson when Obama does it it stops people in their tracks and they don't do the right thing they do the alternate thing, which is the liberal, progressive, stupid way of going down the track. And being called a racist has been thrown around now too much, and we have to stop that. And with, if it, next time my head's being beaten on the curb by a black guy, I better think politically correct. You know, what, what's going to happen to my family? It uh, doesn't matter what happens to me. The black guy is allowed to do it because he is the new king in society. We put them on a pedestal, and we're keeping them there, and our money's doing it, and we need to stop this. It's absolutely correct. You cannot sit back and call it something else. This is a destruction from within, and that's the plan. Destroy America from within. He has has made this country so divided. It's never been this divided all the way back from the beginning of time. We are so divided. We have absolutely nothing in common anymore except for the fact that you have something I'm entitled to. And that is exactly right, Mark. You look at it from that perspective. They are saying we're entitled to what you have. Hate is the common factor now around America. Hate is the word. We hate each other. And that's what's been brought forward here. You didn't build that. Not without the government. That's right, yeah. I didn't go to medical school. Somebody else went there for me. Right. Stuff into the track. 
You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. You guys are so smart. George, George exactly Soros right. didn't, didn't pay for your education. Listen, I'll see you guys next time. Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is freedom.